Folks, we are back. This is the Detroiter covering sports in the Motor City and the Mitten State, primarily focused on the Mitten State today, presented by the Second String and the SecondString.com. I'm your host, Nick Bradley. Welcome back. Welcome back. Signing day. It is one of the best days of the year, honestly, in all of sports, but certainly in college football. It's the draft of college football. It's the draft of college sports. I love signing day. If you're a college football fan, you too probably love signing day. I mean, not only for your own team and the whole like, oh, this guy's going to be good or, oh, this guy, we haven't seen a player like him or, oh, this guy, before they let you down, before you get to the point two years down the road where it's, oh, the guy's actually not good, is he? He's, oh, he's transferring. Oh, he's, ah, he's hurt. Like it's all, it's, it's, this is the best phase of being a college football fan. It's all upside. Every single player you just signed, there's a million different reasons why it will work out. There's not one why it wouldn't work out. Even the underrated guys, the lower recruits, there's a million different. Re- oh, they're going to, dude, he's six, six. What do you mean? I don't care. He's a low three star. He's six, six. He'll probably outperform that. Look at what MSU's done in the past. They know how to develop talent. No, it's fine. Like you get a million. Everybody has an excuse. Everybody's got a reason why their player He's going to be great. There's no bad player. No college football program today signed a bad player. That's the beauty of signing day. Everybody's going to be a starter. Everybody's going to help win games at that university. Everybody, they're lucky to have every single guy that they signed. It's the perfect class. It's a great class. It's exactly what you need. It's a fa- It's great. And I for sure fit into that category. I mean, Michigan State's class could have been better today. Unless you had a top five class, top 10 class. At that point, it's like, all right, top 10. That's fucking incredible. Like it is, you can't, how greedy are you going to get? Until you hit that point, everybody's class, like you could improve this. You could have gotten that guy. You could have done this. I'm going to make some, I'm going to do the whole, yeah, everybody's great in this class. Mel Tucker just signed it. I know they're ranked 20th, but man, this might be actual talent wise. This might be a top 15 class. Everybody in the country is sitting there doing that today. I love signing day. I really do. It's sick seeing players come from all over the country. Kind of a new thing too for MSU. We're going to talk MSU. We're going to talk Michigan today, by the way, we will do some Michigan stuff. They signed a top 10 class, right? It should be good. Um, but Obviously, being a state guy, I know more about the state recruits. I care more about the state recruits. I think it matters more at Michigan State just as far as Michigan's been recruiting. Like Michigan, what are they, like top 15 classes every single year? They're nine this year. I think they were 13 last year. Like Michigan, they recruit well every year, even when they are two and four or whatever they were in the COVID year, even when Harbaugh can't win shit for seven straight years. They still recruit well. They've always recruited well. It is like that. It just happens. It is what it is. The sun's going to come up tomorrow. Michigan's going to sign a top 15 class. Michigan State, on the other hand, starting to enter some different territory. I think their class right now is ranked either 20th or 21st. And had they signed Keonta Goodwin, the five-star left tackle out of uh, Indiana somewhere, dude, hate to see them not get him. Hate to fucking see it, no doubt. It's fine. Life goes on. Had they gotten him, they would be the 12th. Let that sink in. If they signed Goodwin today, they would have been the 12th ranked class in the country. 12th. 
in Mel Tucker's second year, where Mel Tucker still, for this class, you're primarily recruiting off of a two and four season. In this class, you haven't been able to hold or host these kids on campus the entire cycle. You've only been able to since June. He would have pulled the 12th. That is fucking nutty. The fact that we were a 50 50 shot away from being 12th. 20th is great. 20th will do. What were we last year? I think Mel's first class, that half class, whatever you want to call it. I think they were in the 40s, like low 40s last year, maybe high 30s. Big jump up to 20, 21st, something like that. That's why I think it's bigger for state because we took a leap. Michigan, what they took a leap, great class. They signed some talented dudes, some guys that are going to play, that are going to do good things, help them win games, all that shit. Michigan, what they jumped from 13 last year to nine this year. Obviously, top 10 class that hits a little bit different. You're Michigan, like you probably, they, they, you must be a top 10, top 15 class every year. There is no alternative. There is no, it's not acceptable to finish with the 20th class, right? Which makes sense, right? And they've had the infrastructure. Harbaugh's been there a while. It's kind of all set up and systematic more so in a way where on the flip, Mel Tucker's still kind of getting settled in at state. Like I said, he's only been the coach there when kids are allowed to visit it since June. Like I've uh, someone on one of my TikToks today was like, no coaches could hold guy or like they all had to wait till June too. Yeah, but Nick Saban, Ryan Day, Jim Harbaugh, all these guys that what before COVID, they were the coaches. They were hosting guys before COVID. Like they were doing their thing before COVID. Mel Tucker wasn't. Mel Tucker was still at Colorado or yeah, I think Colorado. Mel Tucker wasn't doing that shit. Mel Tucker, th- since June, finally has been able to actually recruit as the head coach at Michigan State. Yes, everybody else had to kind of hit, hit a little hiatus for that year and a half as well. But they had the previous eight years of their tenure to lean on. Mel Tucker didn't have that. Mel Tucker did not have that. That's why I'm even more impressed with this class, right? Like 12 would have been nutty. 20, that's still impressive. It's been six months he's able to host these guys. A lot of these guys already, Keonta Goodwin's case, already committed, had already kind of, or at least they thought, figured out where they wanted to go by the time Mel Tucker could host any of them. Like Keonta's been a or uh, Keonta's been a Kentucky guy since before he could have ever even visited Michigan State under Mel Tucker if he wanted to, and Mel Tucker still brought that recruitment down to the very last moment. Think about that. That means something. I know State didn't get him, and it sucks. Would have been fucking great. I know we didn't get him. I know it's all ifs, buts, or whatever that stupid shoulda, coulda, woulda, whatever the fucking expression. As I understand. But the fact that he alone was able to bring Michigan State down to the wire in a five-star offensive lineman from Indiana, that race, and the kid only could come in June, and he's been going to visit visiting Kentucky for the last however many years, that says something. That's impressive. That's why you brought in Mel Tucker. That's why he's here. And I'll tell you this. I'm excited. I'm going to talk about the 2022 class. But that's why I'm juiced for Mel. I think 2023, that will be the first true 100%, the entire class, the entire cycle, the first full Mel Tucker recruiting cycle at Michigan State. And I cannot wait to see what he does. Those 2023 kids, they're being recruited primarily off this season, primarily off a 10-2 and year where you beat 
Michigan, where you have a guy like Kenneth Walker making headlines, showing up on highlights all over the country. You have packed stadiums. You've got some better recruits. You're starting to improve the recruiting. The recruiting class before them, now those kids can look and go, all right, dude, these four stars, these big-time kids from Michigan are going to MSU. He's got, he's getting kids from Florida. He's getting kids from Georgia. Like, he, Now you got a little bit more foundation. Going into the class of 2023, you have a little bit more foundation. You got much more credibility. Not only can you recruit them, but you can tell them, hey, we win a shit ton of games, and we still – we still, between you and me, don't have a ton of talent, and we went 10-2. and two. Imagine what would happen if you came here. He's going to be able to host these kids on campus for their entire cycle. It's not going to just be one visit a month before they have to commit. Multiple visits. See the campus multiple times. Really get to know the coaches. Not through fucking Skype and Zoom calls. Man-to-man, face-to-face. They can witness the atmosphere at Spartan Stadium, right? They can see how passionate the fans are. They can feel the vibe in East Lansing on a fall Saturday. Everything that Mel Tucker, everything that is a strength of recruiting for all these coaches, not just Mel Tucker, right? Having visits, showing them what goes on at your campus. That's a strength for Jim Harbaugh, Ryan Day, fucking everybody. But Mel Tucker has been playing catch up the entire time he's been at Michigan state and Michigan fans and everyone else are going to love to poo poo it. Oh, congrats. Tuck coming. Congrats on the 21st overall class. Congrats on the fourth best class in the big 10, whatever. That's not the point. Nobody seems to understand the point. When I talk about Mel Tucker, when I go and I make these TikToks talking about where MSU is going, calling them a sleeping giant, talking about how it is a powerhouse that's been lying dormant, that has had all of the resources and finally will be tapped into. Those people that, oh, Tuck coming, congrats on the fourth best class in the Big Ten. Haha, Tuck coming, 21st overall. They don't understand. They don't understand. It's not about this year. Yeah, it still is impressive that he pulled in a top 20 class this year. He, he jumped from, what, low 40s to 20? Six months he could have guys on campus coming off a two and four season. The facility that I'm sure he's harped on to everybody who's walked through those hallways, that mega football facility being built hasn't even, I don't know if it's broken ground yet. Like, that you do you really not understand? If you're trying to chirp and talk shit about Mel Tucker and discredit Mel Tucker saying, oh, this is your, this is your guy, he only brought in the 20th overall class. You don't understand, do you? This is the beginning of the beginning for Mel Tucker at Michigan State. This is the beginning of the beginning. 2022, this class, this 20th overall class in the country, the highest class Michigan State has signed since 2015, that year they went to the college football playoff. This is Mel Tucker's foundational class. And I know 2021 he was here for a lot of those guys. They were already coming to Michigan State. They were already committed. As far as 2021 went, A, it was all Zoom. B, a lot of those guys, like, you're kind of already coming to state. Mel Tucker didn't have a ton of time or a ton of – like, he didn't have a ton to do. He didn't have a ton to work with for 2021. 2022 is the Mel Tucker foundational class. This is Mel Tucker's first class. This is purely Mel Tucker's first class, and he still wasn't even able to flex his full recruiting strength. 20th overall, best in six years, has has been able to host recruits for six months out of the near two years he's been the head coach at Michigan State. 
other coaches were having, they had recruits on campus before that. They didn't get hired in the middle of a pandemic. They didn't have to wait a year, year and a few months to finally host a recruit with them as the head coach. Mel Tucker did. He still pulled the top 20 class recruiting against teams like Michigan, like Ohio state, like Alabama, like Penn state. If you're, if you're trying to clown Mel, you're running up on Twitter. This guy thinks Stauskas thinks he's hilarious. Is just like the, I don't know. It just comes up with the most unoriginal chirps and you can tell he's a loser. It's fucking hilarious to me. He's running his mouth. Oh, congrats. Mel Tucker fourth in the East. You don't, so you don't understand. You don't understand. Like, it's funny because he says that, but I can smell the fear. I can smell the fear. I'm like Dolph Lundgren. I can, sm- I smell crime. I can smell the fear. Like, you don't get it. This is the beginning of the beginning of the beginning. 2023, that's, th- that's when Mel Tucker starts. This next recruiting class, that's when Mel Tucker starts. He's got one commit in that class. It's a four-star tight end. This next class, that's when Mel Tucker starts. And I'll tell you what else. Even if, oh, you're trying to laugh at the 20th overall class, which is still very good. By the way, out of however many schools, you have a top 20 recruiting class. That's fucking great. That's fucking incredible. I don't care who you are. I don't care. Like, you can throw, obviously, once you factor in the circumstances of Mel Tucker's situation, how bad MSU was last year the kind of dumpster fire coach D'Antonio left them in. You factor in all of that, and it's far more impressive, but not even taking that into account for any school. You're pulling top 20 recruiting classes. That's very good. You probably have a very good program. You probably win eight, nine games at least every single year. You probably are in the, I wouldn't say elite, but upper echelon football program. That if you're... If you're pulling top 20, when you're five years into the tenure, when your thing's running like a well-oiled machine, you've built the facility and you're pulling top 20 classes. It's like, all right, cool. This worked. Like things are going well. You're probably winning games. You're selling out your stadium. People care. Things are probably going pretty fucking well. And it's the beginning of the beginning. Like the people trying to clown like that thick scouse, this dude, dude, you don't understand, bro. He's doing this right now. What's going to happen? Like, what's going to, what's MSU's recruiting class going to look like in three years? What's the class of 2025 cycle? What's that going to look like? If he's pulling the 20th class, top 15 for sure, I would say. Top 10? Like, that, that is why I'm so excited. He pulled 20 today. They would have gotten good one. It was a coin flip. They were a coin flip for a five star offensive lineman that would have brought him up to the 12th highest class in the country and it's where guys still has barely been able to recruit he still hasn't had a full recruiting cycle where it's all Mel Tucker where he can recruit everybody to the full extent he still hasn't had that and we were a coin flip away from the 12th ranked class that makes me think 2023 2024 2025 top 15s I mean, I expect 2023. I expect the next class. I expect top 15. To be honest with you, I thought I didn't think this class would go as well. I thought this class would be like a top 30, maybe 25. I think next one, top 15. Because guess what else is going to happen? Some of these guys, Keonta Goodwin, that five-star offensive lineman, 
the four-star Armani Winfield, four-star receiver from Texas that decommitted to Texas and looked like he was coming to state and looked like he was going to Baylor and ended up signing with Texas today. A couple of these guys that are top 150, top 100, top 50 players in the country, they're four stars, high fours, five stars. They're elite. They could go anywhere they want. They could play early anywhere they want. Some of these elite, elite talents, Mel's going to get a few of them. I know he didn't get them this time. I mean, we still have a couple of the guys at the top of Michigan State's class had offers from everywhere, could have played anywhere, will probably be day one contributors at Michigan State. So not it's not to say that we didn't get any extremely high-impact players. There's a handful of dudes they signed today that will see the field next year. That's a fact. There are a couple that are going to see the field a lot and like be counted on to help us win games. Some of the big, 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 big-time guys, some of these superstars, like Armani Winfield, I think would have been a day-one starter. Keonta Goodwin would have been a day-one starter. These guys that we're losing out to, Texas, we're losing out to Kentucky, Mel's going to get a few of them. Mel's going to get a few of these guys. Like, don't you? That's that's the thing. We signed 20, 20 overall, and he whiffed on the two home runs he went for. It looked good for a while for one of them and kind of both of them, to be honest. I mean, one of them was a coin flip. The other one, it looked like he was coming to state. And then whatever, Texas brought the bag and changed his mind. He took two home run swings that would have fucking skyrocketed this class. And he was in them till the end. Yeah, he went over two. It fucking happens. I promise you this, though. Next year, he's going to get one or two of those guys. He's going to get a couple of those guys. He's going to get a couple of the Alabama wants him. Ohio State wants him. USC wants him. Texas wants him. He's going to get a couple a couple of those. Oh, let me go to Michigan State. I want to play with Mel Tucker. That's what I'm, he's going to get a couple of those guys. That's, I was up bummed out when, or uh, Goodwin didn't come like that sucks. Obviously you want the best players to go to your school, but that was kind of my reassuring calming feeling is hey, it's fucking nuts that MSU's in that recruiting race. Like no offense, D'Antonio's the goat, but D'Antonio, he's not in that race. MSU's not even spoken about a, a receiver from Texas who was committed to Texas, and now all of a sudden Michigan State comes calling and he's decommitting from Texas. That's not happening under D'Antonio. An offensive lineman from Indiana who's been committed to Kentucky for like two years all of a sudden is 50-50 down to the – he's pushing back his commitment because he can't decide between Michigan State and Kentucky. That's not happened with D'Antonio. Mel Tucker was at the table. Sucks to not walk away with the prize, but the fact that we were at the table, that alone is a sign that things have changed and things are still changing. That alone is a sign of the progression in the brand, in the recruiting, in the ability for Michigan State to harvest elite talent. That alone is a sign. Now, eventually, you're going to have to convert on some of those. Eventually, you're going to have to get the five-star to say, yeah, I will go to Michigan State for sure. But I think that will happen. And even though we lost out on them in this class, it is a wonderful, wonderful sign that Michigan State is even in some of those conversations because they wouldn't been, they wouldn't have been before. They haven't been in a long fucking time. They have not been. Plus, the last thing I love about this class, I mean, I love that they have a handful of very good fucking players. Alex Van Summer in the defensive tackle, like he's probably playing day one. Caden Hauser, the QB from California, watch his tape. 
elite ball placement, lightning, lightning quick release. I think it'll probably be Thorne again this year, but Caden Hauser will play very soon at Michigan State, and I think he will be good at Michigan State. I think he will be the best QB we've seen since Connor Cook at Michigan State. I really do. Dylan Tatum might play offense, might play defense. He's going to be a ball player. He's going to be on the field. Jaden Mangham, four-star Groves, safety. He's going to play right off the bat. Some of these other guys, these boys from Georgia, Malik Spencer, he's like a linebacker safety. I think he probably gets a little PT right off the road. And we're not even talking the transfers. We're not even talking the three, four transfers MSU's got coming in that are all going to play from day one that have come, come from Florida, from Mississippi State, from UNLV, from Wisconsin, that are all going to play from day one. That all could have gone. They could have transferred anywhere. The kid we got from Florida, former 71st overall player in the country. Former 71st overall player. Florida wanted him. This new regime wanted to keep him. Nah, I'm going to go to Michigan State. Things are changing. Things are changing. It is a great day for MSU. It is a great foundational class Mel Tucker got. He's got a ton of kids from Michigan. He's got more top 10 kids from Michigan than Michigan does. That means something. That When's the last time that shit's happened? He's got kids from Florida. He's got kids from Louisiana. He's got a ton of kids from Georgia. He's got a kid from California. He's got kids from – like he's he's making it national. It's not just Michigan, Ohio, Illinois, Indiana. It's Florida. It's where – I don't give a fuck is what it is. It's wherever you're from, come play for us. Florida, Texas, Georgia, California, hotbeds. You're from a hotbed. You're from Georgia. You're from Florida. It doesn't matter. Come to Michigan State. He's setting the footprint. He's getting in the door. He's making himself known. He's making it known to these kids. It doesn't matter if you're from Florida. It doesn't matter if you're from Southern California. Come to Michigan State. It is an unbelievable foundational class with guys that will help us win a ton of games, with guys that will help us win a ton of games next year, with guys that have sent the message to the country as far as what Michigan State and Mel Tucker are about to do on the recruiting trail. Yeah, we missed out on the couple, the two home runs. We won't next year. We won't next year. Might miss out on a couple, but we will hit a couple next year. That, that is the key takeaway of today. Quick break. We'll talk Michigan's class. I don't want to talk about Lions today because I don't care. Red Wings, they won last night against New York, which is nice, but nothing, you know, nothing too major going on. Tigers, Pistons, same shit. So quick break. We'll do Michigan recruiting, talk about their class, and then uh, call it an episode. As far as Michigan goes, they got the ninth overall class, second in the Big Ten behind Ohio State, right? I mean, is what it is. (laughs) Fucking how the world works. But good stuff. Michigan, same boat. They, For the first time in a long time, it feels like they kind of have a little recruiting adversity as well. Obviously, the best season on the field they've had in 17 years this year, winning the Big Ten. Didn't beat Michigan State, though. Going to the college football playoff, right? Beating Ohio State. The best they've been on the field in pretty much my entire life, as far as I can remember, at least. But when it comes to recruiting, Last year, they were two and three or whatever it was. Didn't win a game at the big house last season, which hadn't happened since 1901 or some shit. Went through almost an entire coaching staff, changed their recruiting coordinator. A lot of a lot of things that fuck with recruiting, right? They obviously helped on the field, changing that defensive staff, 
Mike McDonald or whatever they got, whoever it is they got going now, the guy from the Ravens, he figured out Ohio State enough to win them the fucking game to to keep that game close for one time, right? That was crucial as far as playing the games. The recruiting coordinator, you know, I don't know why they got rid of the last guy. Don't know who it is now. Don't know why they brought him in. Obviously, it's worked though. Top 10 class. That shit's tough to recruit through. That shit's tough to recruit to. I mean, we saw it with Mel Tucker finally coming in uh, in February in the middle of nowhere. It's like, what is Mel going to do? Same thing with Michigan. You flip the whole defensive staff. You flip recruiting coordinator. It's easy for a lot of kids to say, ah, pass. Or I like that guy. That's why I wanted to come, pass. Like, it's easy to let that affect the recruiting. And it didn't. If anything, it helped. So Michigan, you got to give it up there. Like, it battling through things that usually kind of make recruiting a little bit of an uneasy area. Like, Oh shit, is this going to, you know, might help on the field, but is it going to backfire for this recruiting class? Top 10, top 10. You can't argue with that. You, you just can't argue with it. That's top 10 potato, potato. You can't argue with that. Will Johnson, the five-star corner from the uh, gross point South. That's their, that's their crown jewel. You know, I would say goes to gross point South kind of a you know goody good neighborhood eh. is he soft maybe he's a little soft right maybe he doesn't have that dog mentality hey that's just my prerogative never met the kid never met the kid grows goes to gross point south though ah eh. it's that competition like eh, he's a little soft i don't know that's just my prerogative five star one of the best in the country obviously great for them that's a great player to have i don't know how many four stars they got a bunch like nine or something um it's the ninth ring class. I know that I know I've re- been reading tweets all day. This is the best wide receiver class Michigan's had in the Jim Harbaugh era, which, you know, it's interesting. I saw they got that Darius Clemens kid from Oregon who it's funny. I remember he was getting crystal balls, the Michigan state way back one. I know he's supposed to be a stud. Um, I think they got some other kid from like IMG or something. Best recruiting, cl- best wide receiver class they've ever had or that Harbaugh's ever had. It's funny that they say that. I mean, and like I said at the top of the show, like this is how recruiting works. Like every year, oh, this kid's got a chance to be special. Oh, this is the best linebacker we've had. Like everybody's the best they've had yet. Everybody has a chance to be special. Everybody's going to make a difference. But like Donovan Peoples-Jones went to like, they recruited him. Like, are we sure we want to say, oh, this is the best wide receiver class Jim Harbaugh's had. Like, Donovan Peoples-Jones was supposed to be God. Donovan Peoples-Jones was God at the time of him signing. Like, it was, oh, we just got Charles Rogers. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't – Or is it the best wide receiver class Jim Harbaugh's ever signed, or is it just the most recent one? I know that they got the Tyler Norris, I think. I think he's from Illinois. Like, 60th overall, something super high four-star. But, like, he had a receiver class with Donovan Peoples-Jones. Like, is it the best, or is it the most recent? Regardless, they got guys on the outside playing wide receiver. Their offensive line this year was great. They they beefed up there as well. They got guys in the secondary. Like they, which another thing, I didn't really mention this about MSU, really evenly spread class, really evenly spread class. Like good dudes at every position group, good dudes inside, outside, offense, defense, everything. The only weakness I would point out in, in Michigan's class, obviously Michigan State's class, you could – get get more talent, make it a top 15 class, make it a top 10 class would be the main weakness there. But the only weakness in Michigan's 
no standout quarterback. They got that kid, Jaden Denigal, who I know MSU was looking at for a little while there, but he's like in the 400s from California. Um, Michigan State kind of passed on him. I don't know. I'm surprised Harbaugh did go in on him. That's their QB. Now, J.J. McCarthy, he's got three more years of eligibility after this year, so it's not like they're in a dire need for a quarterback. And I think Cade returns as well, so no need for a quarterback for Michigan by any means. And again, there's the transfer portal. Who knows? Next year, maybe they get a transfer. They they don't even really need a QB in this class. I think you're supposed to take one every class as a good like recruiting rule of thumb. They don't really need one in this class, to be honest with you. So not a huge deal that he's not the most highly touted guy, but that is the one weakness is their quarterback recruit is nothing too special, especially coming for a guy, Jim Harbaugh, the quarterback whisperer. Everybody, as, met, as many of of QBs that they've had that haven't worked out. It feels like every single QB Harbaugh's recruited has been a big guy, big recruit, big name. Joe Milton was a big recruit. Uh, Brandon Peters was a big, big recruit. Dylan McCaffrey, Shea, Pre- Shea Patterson, obviously like it's felt, I think Wilton Spate even was a four star. Like every QB Harbaugh's had was a big recruit, although Harbaugh didn't recruit Spate. So it is a little strange. Their quarterback in this class is kind of just a nobody. We'll see. I mean, again, they got J.J. They don't need a quarterback. It doesn't really matter. They'll be fine regardless. But that is the one thing you would point out. It's a great class for Michigan. It's a great class for Michigan. And I'm sure there are state fans running around. Like I said, there are Michigan fans running around. Oh, Tuck come in the fifth, but fourth best class in the East that don't understand. It's just the beginning. Harbaugh is where, Harbaugh is where I see Mel Tucker going. When I gave that whole spiel about how it's just the beginning of the beginning for Mel, the recruiting, this isn't even about like the videos I make. It's not even about this year, this recruiting class. It's about the fact that the the trend is so clearly going there. The momentum is swinging there. Jim Harbaugh is where we're at. What I was talking about Mel Tucker, like the 2025 class, like you're in the thick of it. You've established your program. You've established the system. The kids have been visiting since they were freshmen in college. Like they've gotten to know you. They know what to expect. They know how you play. Helps obviously this year that you went 11 and one and beat Ohio State. But like you've established the institution that is Jim Harbaugh's Michigan. Your recruiting to an extent is becoming systematic. It's becoming machine like, right? You've had the facilities set up, all of that good stuff. Mel Tucker is on his way there. Jim Harbaugh, he does what you should be doing when you get to that point. He does, he he fulfills the plan of why you build the facility, why you bring him in to begin with. He's bringing in a top 10 class. He's bringing in the ninth overall class. That's where I see Mel Tucker going. That's where I see Mel Tucker. What Michigan did this year, what Michigan does essentially every year, but especially this year, like I said, kind of battling through the coaching changes and still bringing in a very, very, like an elite quality class. I mean, if you're pulling in a top 10 class, it's an elite class. There's no way to, it's an elite class. There is no way to argue that. Um, that's the only way you can compete with Ohio State. We've known that, though. Like, if you could have the best defensive scheme in the world, you could have the best game plan ever. Oh, you know their weaknesses. Listen, they've had their roster is made of four straight recruiting cycles of four and five star players. If you don't have four and five star players, maybe you don't have as many as them because even 
ninth class. That's an incredible class. You're still going to finish behind Ohio State recruiting-wise, even if you don't have as many four- and five-stars as them. Maybe you don't have as many high, 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 high-end players, but you got the high-end players at the right spots, which this year Michigan did. Defensive end, two high-end guys for Michigan. The offensive line, all high-end guys for Michigan. Running back, wasn't a high-end recruit, but is a high-end player, Hassan Haskins. Like, you don't need to match him four-star for four-star, but you need to bring a good number yourself. You need to bring the four-stars at the right spots. You need to bring the four-star on the perimeter. You need to bring the four-stars in the secondary. You need to bring the four-stars on the offensive line. Like, you need to bring four-stars, and that's what Michigan's doing. They're bringing elite talent to match up with elite talent. They're giving themselves a chance. Now, Michigan State, we saw them get fucking murdered in Columbus this year. They were banged up. Depth is an issue, right? You, you, They weren't the most talented team in the world to begin with, and then a few starters get hurt, and now you're, for, you're working with scraps. That's why you recruit. And even this top 20 class that Michigan State gets, like there are guys – that will go out and compete with whoever Ohio State has, for sure. There are guys that will be able to win one-on-one battles with whoever Ohio State has, but you need more. You need even more. And Michigan's at that point, and Michigan did that again with this class. I do find it interesting. The one the one interesting thing, so I mentioned Michigan recruits well every year. Obviously, Harbaugh, they haven't won shit the entire time he's been there, but they recruit well every year, top 15 class, every single year. Again. It's not quite Ohio State, but hardly anybody, unless you're Alabama or Georgia, nobody is. And it especially is tough when I think it was the last recruiting cycle, Ohio State has the number one class, and it's like eight five-star, ten four-stars, and a three-star. Like, everybody's a top 200 player. That is nearly impossible to compete with. I mean, it is fucking impossible to compete with. That's just astronomic, astronomical recruiting. But Michigan has recruited well Harbaugh's entire tenure, and yet this is the first time they've beaten Ohio State. This is the first time they've gone to the Big Ten. Like, that that interests me. That interests me because you would think it's not like they were at where Michigan State is. It's not like Michigan this whole time has been pulling 20, 18, 19, 21, the 20th overall class. It's not like that's what Michigan's been doing. They've been pulling 13th overall, 10th overall, 9 overall, 7 overall, 12. They've been pulling high-end talent. And yet they it until now they hadn't beaten Ohio State with all that talent. It makes me wonder cuz you go on Twitter and I don't want to burst balloons, but you know, something to talk about. You go on Twitter and everyone's like, "Oh man, this recruiting class, it might be time Michigan, it might be Michigan's time to be a juggernaut." the next 10 years of Big Ten football, it might be Michigan's conference, like this and that. And I get it. You're excited. You're fucking, I do the same shit with MSU. It's fun. It's why being a fan is fun. You run away and get carried away with your team's victories. But it's like, wh- why do I believe, or what? what am I supposed to believe this is gonna? this is going to be the same thing next year? Why am I supposed to believe that this team or this recruiting class is going to make a difference next year and ensure Michigan comes out on top next year because they've had these recruiting classes. And it took them seven years to beat Ohio State one time. They've been having these recruits. It's not like every recruiting class up to this point, they'd never cracked 15. 
they've been recruiting and it's taken them seven years. Who's to say, like, why, why shouldn't I believe that it just goes back to Ohio state next year? They recruit at a top five, top three level. You continue to recruit at a top 10, top 12 level. And, and you just had the one year, like that's what interests me about the Michigan conversation is just because ever, Oh, it's a dynasty. Oh, what a class. Oh, we're finally like, this is our conference now. Like we're recruiting at an elite level. Like you've been recruiting at this level, Ohio state. This is everyone's talking about what a class for Jim Harbaugh. Ohio state still has a better class than you. You've been recruiting at an elite level. Why shouldn't I believe that this was just a one-off year? And I know Michigan has a ton of guys returning next year and their team's going to be really good next year and this, that, and the other. They will be really good next year. They will have another chance to beat Ohio State. Like, for sure. For sure. All of that. For sure. But when you look at the recruiting, and I, I said this at the top as well, you look at the recruiting, even though great class for Michigan, ninth overall, anytime you do that, it's a great class for anybody. But, but... Does it make that much of a difference as to what Michigan's been? Like Michigan hasn't been pulling the 30th ranked class. Like this is what Michigan's done the last seven years. That's why I said I think it's more impactful at Michigan State because D'Antonio, he was pulling 40s, high 30s consistently outside of 2015, every class. 30s, 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 30s. Now Mel Tucker comes in year two, 20th overall. Like that's a jump. That's a noticeable jump. That's a class. You're bringing in six, seven, eight, nine guys that can play right away if they have to. That some of them, four, five, will force you to play them right away. Three, four, five guys that can go up against anybody in the country and win one-on-one. Like that is the jump. Michigan that ninth class versus the 13th last year, what you, you brought in like one more guy. You brought like the guys are a little bit better than the guys. Like it doesn't, the gap isn't there. It doesn't make that jump. It doesn't close the gap like that. I don't know. Obviously could be wrong. We'll see who knows. Maybe Michigan will win the big 10 for the next 15 years or something. But looking at it from where I'm sitting, I just think about that. I, I wonder because Michigan has recruited. That is all the people who wanted Harbaugh fired on October 30th, leading all the way up until that Ohio State game. Everything they said about Harbaugh, all the negatives, everything to point at on why he should go. You can point at the defensive adjustments. You can point at the lack of a QB, whatever. You could never point at Jim Harbaugh and say he can't bring talent to Michigan. He can't recruit at Michigan. That could, that was never – you could never say that. It was just – Ohio State recruits better. You have a you have a straight flush. Ohio State has a royal flush. Like fuck. Fuck. All you can do is sit there. God damn it. That sucks. It is what it is. So it is a great class for Michigan and it is a very good job recruiting through the turnover and everything they've had going on and coming off that shit season they had last year. But does it does it jump start the program like does this class take Michigan to another level? I mean, I think I'm going to make some TikTok videos this offseason about it too because why not? And I'm sure I'm going to get ripped apart by Michigan people. But like even recruiting aside on the field, it's like, yes, they won this year for sure, right? They dominated. They didn't just win, they dominated. And they won the Big Ten. But, but, why am I supposed to believe next year 
it's not going to just going to go. It's not going to go back to same old, same old, like nothing about this year's team. You have Aiden Hutchinson, you have Ojabo, you have some NFL guys, but nothing about, he's had NFL guys before nothing about this team. Like there was nothing. You didn't have the first overall recruiting class one year that finally came to fruition. You didn't get the big time transfer that panned out and changed your team. Like nothing happened super significantly that significantly that changed Michigan that you can point to and say, this is why you can point to Aiden Hutchinson. You can point to the defensive coordinator, Mike McDonald, or I can't remember his fucking name. I think it's McDonald. He's probably going to get hired away at some point, or at least be offered at some point. You can point to Aiden, but he's going to the NFL. I don't know if you can necessarily point to Cade and say, that's the reason. If you had the point, when you point at the players, you point at probably the D line, Aiden and Ojabo NFL guys. And then you point at the offensive line, which I think they will come back, which is great for Michigan. But why am I supposed to believe that it doesn't go back to business as usual? Because they've recruited at this level. They've recruited at the top 12 level. They haven't had the jump start. Oh, third overall class. The jump start, five-star QB, five-star DN. Like, that hasn't happened. I just find it interesting. I really do. And I'm obviously being kind of pessimistic about Michigan here. <laughs> Michigan fans listening are probably pissed, but I'm just kind of talking. I'm just spitballing. I'm just thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. You could do the same at MSU. Oh, the 20th class, they could all suck. Yeah, fucking obviously they could all suck. Obviously. You could look at, oh, Kenneth Walker, what if he wasn't there, which is the dumbest argument on earth, but he is. What if Tom Brady didn't have six Super Bowls? Oh, but he does. What if Kenneth Walker wasn't there? Or what's Michigan State? What are they going to look like next year without Kenneth? Fair. Fair, for sure. Kenneth is a difference maker. He's a game breaker. What makes me feel good is Kenneth Walker overcame the roster deficit. Kenneth Walker overcame that. You watch Michigan State play. Like, their O-line doesn't just move people. They don't. Their receiver's sick. Peyton Thorne, pretty good. Had some bad games. Pretty good, though defensively nothing really outside of the linebacking core nothing's good Kenneth Walker overcame a lot Kenneth Walker you is the thing you could point to and say oh this is the reason this is why they won 10 games Michigan State is still building that institution they they're building the institution that is the Mel Tucker football factory in two years in a year hopefully in two years and three years that offensive line room the defensive line room, the secondary room, every position group on the field for Michigan State, those those guys are going to be made up of four-star recruits. Everybody in those rooms, the, the backups, for sure the starters, are going to be very talented players where it gets to the point of you're competing at a very high level, not because you had the should have been Heisman candidate, the game-breaking running back, but because every posi- every player at every position is good and then when you throw in the Aiden Hutchinson, you throw in the one or two game breakers that are just next level good. Now you win that 11th game. Now you can beat Ohio State. Michigan State's still building to that. But Michigan, that's been built. That's been built. All these guys, all the, the last two, three years, all these guys have been Jim Harbaugh high, four-star recruits. Their O-line, the D-line, everything, the system has been built. You're not overcoming a bad O-line as a running back. You're not overcoming a bad D-line as a linebacker. MSU, they're still building that. That's why I think, you know, it is 
a bigger deal for their jump in the class because Michigan, they've had that built and it took them seven years. So who's to say, okay, who's to say Ohio State doesn't win seven more? I don't know. Interesting, interesting thought. Just something to think about. Either way, very exciting day. Signing day rules, the chaos, dude. Deion Sanders flipping that kid from Florida State to Jackson State with the Barstool Sports deal. They're paying him like one and a half mil or three mil, something nuts. Change the game of college football. Shout out Deion, shout out Barstool. The chaos in general, just flipping Ohio State to Texas, to Michigan, to Ohio State, to Kentucky, to Michigan State. I love signing day. It's a great day for college football. It's a day everybody can feel good about their program unless you're a Florida State fan, which it is what it is. Sorry, Florida State fans. You guys had your chance at Dion. You passed. Probably could have hired Mel Tucker too. <laughs> um, but that's all I got today. Appreciate everybody listening. We'll be back Tuesday, probably recapping the Lions. I don't know. Maybe doing some more football. Maybe some Red Wings Pistons. We'll see. Anyways, I appreciate the support. I appreciate everyone who listens, shares. Um comments, whatever, sends me messages. I really do. Uh, have a great weekend. Have a phenom- have a fucking great weekend. Listen to me. Have a great weekend. Okay. Have it. Don't have a pretty good week. Have a great weekend. Love you guys. Talk to you next week. 